0: Hello, A Little Wiser listeners. Today is our Thanksgiving episode, and I am here with producer Erica Girard and all the wiser associate producer Tara Daigle. And the three of us talk a lot producing this show. And when we were thinking, all right, what in the hell are we going to talk about for Thanksgiving? we quickly landed on our sanity. (laughs) The holidays are fraught, right? We've talked about this before. Some people love them. Some people dread them. There's a whole spectrum. I would also say that even the people who love the holidays would have a hard time arguing that it's not challenging and stressful at times. And I think especially with everything that is happening in the world, it's a lot. Today, we are going to talk about three ways because each of us have our own Unique idea about how you can stay a little more sane. All right, Erica, I feel like you're always really good out of the gate. So why don't you go first with your (laughs) thoughts on how to keep it all freaking together.
1: Okay. Okay. So I ran this tip by my husband just to make sure that it wouldn't be wildly offensive or... I wouldn't get like hate mail from our listeners, but I, and he was like, oh, that's really good. Yeah, that's a good tip. So, okay. So I'm, I'm feeling more confident about my tip and I really believe in it. My best tip for staying sane this holiday season is to find a way to put your guests up somewhere else than your house. So I love that whether it's okay. And for example, we, uh, have a neighbor who has like a, a walk-in basement that they used to Airbnb. And so I was like, oh my gosh, we can put, you know, Samantha and Austin in there. Cause they, they like to spread their mess out and it's perfect. It'll be self-contained. It'll be like away from the house And so we set up this like barter with them where Oni, my husband, is going to do some like handyman work in exchange for letting them stay there. And if you don't have a situation where you have like a neighbor or someone who has space for your guests, I think the idea is to start what I like to call a holiday sanity fund fund that you throw like $20 in a jar throughout the year, throughout the year, just like extra money, a little extra money so that by the end of the year, you have money and you can actually get an Airbnb for your guests. And this is appreciated by everyone. Everyone appreciates their own space to unwind alone at the end of the day. And I really think that if there's some tricky family dynamics or you you just need a break from Aunt Catherine and her stories, at least you know that at the end of the day, you will have silence, guaranteed silence. So that is my best tip. Find a way to give the gift of space. For everyone during the holidays,
0: I think that's brilliant. And the holiday season is just beginning. So there's time, right, to plan for this. And it's also having the confidence and boundary to have that conversation because so many people would be, I would imagine, I don't want to hurt their feelings or they've always stayed with us. So giving yourself permission. And also to your point, Erica, that most likely, whoever it is, is going to have a better experience because everybody needs their space. I also want to note that Tara is recording this from her (laughs) childhood (laughs) bedroom where she is staying for two months. Three. In her parents' house. Correction, three. Oh, three. Three. So Tara, you're not allowed to (laughs) participate in this conversation. Well, it's actually funny Um, because I think I have like... I have a spinoff of Erica's I Need Space. So um, once we get there. I love that. And there's there's a rule, right? Yes. And even throughout the year, I've always loved that rule. I think it's three or four days. I think it's on the fourth day, even if you're staying with somebody who has said, we really want you to be here. And by the way, there are times where staying with somebody is enjoyable on both ends, but not staying too long because it's great to leave. When you're still having fun and not in someone's hair, right? Yeah. And if you have the space, like we live in a pretty
1: small, we have a tiny space. So there's really not a lot of room for people to kind of go to their corners and just have a moment and be alone. And we have to share a bathroom. And so I think if you are the host and you do have a room that people normally stay in, Just fill it with junk, like put storage boxes in it and stuff (laughs) and then just be like, oh my God, I've been so overwhelmed. I've been meaning to clean out the room, but I just haven't gotten to it with everything going on. So we got you an Airbnb and and that's how you can avoid making them feel bad that that they're not staying with you. But everyone appreciates it. Everyone wants their own space.
0: And yeah, and maybe that's, on the inbound end as well, if you're traveling to stay with family, thinking about would I have a better experience if if you're in a position to do so, if I stayed in an Airbnb or a friends or a hotel, and again, having the courage to do that if you know that that is best for you, which by extension would most likely be best for your people.
1: Yeah. And if you feel like it's going to really hurt your mom's feelings, if you don't stay with her, you can always say, you know, we haven't had a chance to take a vacation in a long time. And so we decided to treat ourselves to a hotel and kind of treat this like a vacation for us as well. And I guarantee that everybody understands that. You know, if you're like, oh, yeah, we got ourselves a hotel so that we could just, you know, have a little vacation, too.
0: Yeah, and I don't think it precludes you from having the quality time at all whatsoever. And there's an argument that the quality time, you know, you show up in the morning with your cup of coffee and the day starts. But if people are burned out or passive aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just pick up on that cue and be like, hey, we're going to go home and shower for some downtime and exactly. come back fresh. So I don't think it means showing up and depriving anyone of quality time. It means being more intentional on the front end of setting it up for- Yeah, showing and up
1: and giving them your best, giving them your best self. And then you get time to check out
0: at the end of the day. So Erica's recommendation is put a bunch of clutter and crap in any spare <laughs> space you have. And when your aunt asks you if you can stay, take a picture and then send a link to an Airbnb. Yeah.
1: Or barter with your neighbors Brilliant. and find a spare room or a spare space. If someone's traveling, maybe they'll give you their house.
0: There's all kinds of arrangements. Yeah. I don't think you're going to get hate mail. <laughs> If you do, we will not – we will protect you from it. Thanks, guys. So, Tara, what about you? Live from the person who's staying in someone's house for three months. Yes.
2: So, on the flip side, if you are doing more of an extended stay (laughs) and don't have the opportunity (laughs) to stay in an Airbnb, I have been – very protective of my time and space here. So this is a great conversation, but I think I've found ways specifically this time staying here because I knew I was going to be here for so long, how to do that. And it goes, it goes with kind of the same notion as treat it almost like your space or your room is your Airbnb. It is like the space that you retreat to and stay in and, create those very healthy boundaries of hey i'm going to go to bed or rest before after dinner before bed and just really take the time for yourself to do that and i think as cliche as it sounds like a solid like protective morning routine has really helped me so i guess my my tip is to in two parts Part one, treat it as if it is your retreated space, like almost detached from the rest of the house. Two, make sure you start your day protecting, more more importantly, make sure you start your day protecting kind of your peace. <laughs> I've, I've never really like consistently meditated until now. And when I tell you that I'm like having more peaceful conversations, <laughs> with family and I don't get as I don't feel as like stressed or anxious or maybe even defensive or combative not that those are things that I always feel but I have found that I'm much more likely to take a breath and just be okay with maybe some tension because I've eased into the day and protected my morning hmm. for me and have made it really I've been intentional about, like, going into my space at night rather than just consistently being in the space together. And it's also made me way more present in the times that I do spend with my family. I'm way more, like, focused and present and having better conversations rather than doing 14 things at one time. So that's that would be my tip.
0: I love that, Tara. And I think it's so true. I remember a friend giving me a piece of advice. We've moved a fair amount in the last three years. And when the last move, there was an extended period where everything like all moves, right, was in boxes and we didn't have, you know, carpet or rugs anywhere and the window, all of it. And I felt it all just felt so kind of chaotic and unsettling to not have an environment or space that was mine and my friend who travels and is constantly in, in hotels and she's she said it's all of these little hacks like the things you do that ground you and you don't even think about so like the way I wash my face and the little lotions I use and whatnot and she's like even things that mark your day like your beginning and your end put everything out on the counter do it exactly as you would and like that sounds so small, but she was right. So even the little things that you begin and end your day with, which are uh, almost rituals, you're not thinking about or grounding, and then to Tara on the front end, really giving that space in the morning. And I know it's annoying and sometimes eye rolling when people talk about morning routines. I think we're hearing so much about it because it makes a massive difference. Yeah, it really, really works. How you set the stage of your day. So I think keeping those, your space sacred and those grounding
1: activities. um, Yeah.
0: So I love that. Okay. I have a question about that. I have
1: lots of questions, but the, (laughs) for instance, so the first thing that came to my mind when you said that you're protective of your morning and you need to have your morning rituals before you engage with everyone else was I want to have a cup of coffee without having to talk to anybody. So, and often I have to go out into the common area to get the coffee, but then people are out there. So then we have to have a conversation, even though I'm not ready to have a conversation. So what I hear you saying is maybe bring some instant coffee and a mug with you that you keep in your room and you can just, you know, use the hot water in the bathroom and then just like sneak a cup of coffee without having to talk to anybody. Would that be an example? That's a great example, Erica. And I actually
2: have had this conversation and keep in mind, these are my parents. So I can have these very honest, transparent conversations with my parents. I can say, I need 30 minutes before even speaking. If you see me, no, you don't. So (laughs) I have that established like conversation. And it's definitely had to be nurtured and had several times over time. So there's some, you know, there's some oiling to the wheel. (laughs) But also I have a tip for people that are welcoming guests into their home. And it goes kind of with what Kimmy was saying is this time, because I knew I was going to be here for so long. My mom was super intentional about like giving me this space because I kind of asked for it. <laughs> and so before I I visited home, um, yeah, you know, I moved away to Denver, so I live in Denver now. My home is in New York. So when I come to New York, it's usually for kind of an extended period of time, whether it's 2 weeks or a month. Well, this is 3 months. So I'm like, I need a better setup, please. <laughs> so she was very kind and before I when I would come home, I would be like kind of working wherever because I work from from home and I work at the kitchen table or work on the couch with Layla. And now I literally have like a desk, a bed. I have like my whole space. So as much as you as a host can really set your guest up for like success in the time that they're with you, whether mm-hmm. it is asking them questions about what do you like to do in the morning? How do you like to wake up? Do you Are you a morning person where you like to have conversation over a cup of coffee or do you need like a second? (laughs) Um, I think that's so helpful and it has made such an impact in how I just feel being here. I wake up and I feel like I just have a space. And I think that's really important um, as we move through life to like really feel like it's, it's yours
0: and it's protected. That is really good. Yeah. And to, and making the space your own, making it yeah, whatever have your desk in your, you like yeah. your bed, how you, yes, how you like to set up your little bathroom stuff the way you do at home, like make your space comforting and familiar and travel with a coffee maker. Yeah. All right, Kimmy, what's yours? So mine is based on experience and it's may sound a little cheesy. And I want to preface this by saying both me and my husband have big families and we're both really close to our families, which is awesome. But when we travel, there are a lot of people. And sometimes there's people with different political opinions, different religious views. So my advice is on the front end. I think everything we're talking about is about being intentional on the front end to set yourself up, to Actually, hopefully, enjoy the experience. So, one thing based on experience is we all have these patterns, right? For the big family dinners, you just forecast what has happened for the last (laughs) 15 years. You're like, I know who's in the cast, who the players are, and how it's most likely all going to go down. And my advice is to be intentional and be curious. And what I mean by that is you are going to gather for a limited time there's going to be differing viewpoints and the conversations that you have and the things you talk about may will have a big impact on your experience so 2 years ago it was the holidays my mom brought out table topics the little i'm going to include the link and she's like let's go around and we're not a family who plays games we're not a family who does puzzles plays cards pictionary any of it and we ran around and I learned things about my kids. I learned things about my in-laws. Um, and it's kind of the opposite of the direction things could go because when we understand more about people in their past, we're more compassionate and empathetic to their experience, right? You can imagine right now if we knew more about people's past experience or their origin story. So it led to some laughter, a deeper understanding of people. I'm like, that's fascinating. I never knew you went through that. And if that feels like something your family's going to roll your eyes at or not do. One thing I have found if I'm going to something that feels obligatory versus I'm excited about a dinner or for work or whatever, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to talk to these people about. I'm like, I'm just going to be curious. I'm going to learn two new things about the person sitting next to me. So I'm thinking a lot about conversations and how we can go into them intentionally with openness and curiosity and maybe be a little bit of an example or a leader, knowing that there's a lot of contention in the world right now. Um it was very organic how it happened in our family, and it was probably one of the best holiday meals we've had. And I think literally it was like a stocking stuffer that somebody randomly had, and it changed the whole experience of that holiday dinner in a That's really so positive cool. way. cool.
1: Was that... So that was like a, a card... Was it like a
0: card deck that had pre-written questions on it, or was it something where your mom... I'm going to include... The, No, no, no. I'm going to include the link. It's a super small little box and it's called table topics. And you go around and some of the questions are like bigger questions, right? Um, They're quick. Some of them are like, would you rather be a teeny tiny mouse or a huge elephant? I mean, silly questions like that. And then, you know, if you could play any instrument in the world. And my mom's like the French horn. And my sister's like, mom you made me play the french horn (laughs) in fourth grade and everyone's like what and she's like oh my god i was projecting my dream with the french horn on you and everyone is like just random things were and you know biggest regret and Mm. i mean so this little questions it moves pretty quick and it's not about big heated topics i love that that's so
1: great I think any game is always gonna be a tension breaker, but if you can add that element of getting to know people on on a different level or in a different way into the game, even better. That's like such a great combination. One hundred percent. Yeah,
0: we we laughed. We by the way, the kids, teenagers would normally have been like, "And he's <laughs> right. out. We're gonna go on rude in a corner." Whatever. They were lingering they were laughing it just it was fun we learned new things about each other people laughed and my point taking it on the deeper level I do think when you know more about people in their background because a college kid who has a different worldview may be like oh my uncle is so you know he's they're both learning a little Mm -hmm. bit about each other and their perspectives um So some of it's light, some of it's deeper, but any sort of game that is like a fun shared activity so you don't get in the same rut and pattern.
2: Yeah, I love that so much, Kimmy. And I actually, I know we're talking specific to holidays, but that actually, it's so funny you say that is has been on my list to do more with my family now that I'm home like specifically I bought a deck of like conversation starters to have a family night while I'm home to be able to connect with my family in like a more fun but also also intimate way in a way rather than just I think we do get stuck in this cyclical pattern of okay it's the holiday dinner then we watch Football, then we have dessert, then we just sit around and weird topics come up. You have to almost interrupt the pattern. Yeah. Yeah. Interrupt, interrupt the, pattern. the yeah. very mundane things that you're used to like enjoying doing together. Yeah. It's nice to binge a series. Yeah. It's nice to enjoy a meal. But if those are the only things you're doing, how much can you really connect with the people that you love and want to learn more about? So it, I think it's huge to say curiosity and connection are two like very big things during the holidays or just if you're home for three months.
0: (laughs) And everyone had maybe a little bit of a slow, awkward start, but it ended up being really fun and one of the best family meals. And it was totally random how it happened. And I think games and for us in particular, that game really worked for people from 10 that's to so 80. cool,
1: and you know you you we've mentioned curiosity a few times, but I think you have to be really careful about being curious while also not triggering a fight like if your goal is to be curious about someone's opinion when you know you have a completely different opinion and it's a topic that's very triggering for you maybe don't don't ask them if that's your agenda. If your agenda is to be curious about their feelings only so that you can then pounce on them afterwards, that is not a good way to be curious. So maybe being curious about things that are not such hot button issues right now, you know? Totally.
0: I was ta- not talking about anything. I mean, I'm talking about... Just life things. Like at a dinner, I will know I'm sitting next to somebody. I'll be like, "What are the two things you're working on that you're most excited about?" And I right. lead you down the path. You, everybody knows what is triggering. Everybody knows the things where buttons get pushed and the the things that is best to steer clear of. Probably, especially right now. I I think the common thread with everything is to having some agency and intention and thought going into the holidays about how to set yourself up for success and by Mm -hmm. extension, your family and friends to also, because listen, everybody deserves some sanity during the holidays. Yeah,
1: and I like the idea of if you're gonna change it up, if you're gonna do something different, just let people know what to expect, like what the agenda for the day is. Because if you wait until... It's, it's football time when everyone's about to watch football and then you're like, no, actually, we're going to play a game instead. Uh. <laughs> you know, that's probably not going to go over well. So maybe early in the day, be like, hey, you know, I wanted to run something by you. I thought it would be great to try something different this year instead of after the meal, like running to the television. I really wanted to play this game. What do you guys think about
0: that? Totally. Well, and also there are some traditions that are great and fun. You know what I mean? Like I know for our family, sitting down and watching the sports is is fun and everyone's. So it's not like it all has to be so disruptive. It's thinking intentionally about where are the points and moments where there tends to be. Right. Yeah. Taking
1: advantage of those moments where everyone there's a lull or maybe there's an or finding those opportunities to kind of sneak in something different
0: yeah yeah all right ladies happy thanksgiving and happy thanksgiving to all of our listeners we hope you remain sane during this holiday weekend and we can't wait to be back with you next week we have a episode we're really excited to share it's gonna be good Make sure you, you tune in yeah. next
1: week for a, our regular full-length episode. It's a memorable one. Good one. Okay, really quick. Favorite yeah. Thanksgiving dish. Go. Oh. Broccoli casserole.
0: Mm. When you mash together, when you pour the gravy and the cranberries on the mashed potatoes and then you swirl it all together with a fork and eat it.
1: Ooh, I love that. Um, I'm a stuffing and gravy all day it's just carbs stuffing 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 is my number
2: two for sure i mean it might even it might even tie with broccoli casserole i
0: i i forgot about <laughs> stuffing i'm gonna go <laughs> i'm gonna put i'm gonna put stuffing swirl into my swirl did i already put yeah it in?
1: mashed potatoes no. stuffing cranberry yeah, swirl I'm gonna... gravy swirl. yeah no. gravy sounds yeah. great all of it yeah i love it Alright ladies, um, stay sane Love you Love you guys Happy Thanksgiving Love you Happy
2: Thanksgiving
0: At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity And the American dream starts with
2: purpose